Hey, hey, what's going on? Faithful fans and followers of the Chicago Bears and everyone else who's interested in learning a little bit more about the Monsters of the Midway. This is your man, Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com and the War Media Universe as we keep exploring new ways to entertain and inform all y'all. And this week... We are doing a little something different here with our Bear Necessities podcast as we preview the Bears and Oakland in their anticipated matchup coming up this Sunday in the UK, mate. Governor. Yeah, they getting they getting it they getting it on in the British in the British Isles doing that thing in front of you know, I don't know what the crowd's going to be, but, you know, it should be a pretty pretty enthusiastic crowd. They'll see some two of the NFL's most stored franchises and two teams that I think really would want to get an upper hand on, on the other, uh, given some of their recent history. And we'll get into that pretty soon. But um, as far as this episode, a little bit different thing that we – than we've been doing with the first couple bare necessities, uh, given uh, some traveling that's been done, uh, not not necessarily the Bears traveling, but some traveling from our team. You know, Ryan uh, is in town this week. Uh, you know, at the at the moment, I should say, and uh, you know, he had to file a little uh, file his piece of the of the puzzle here for this week show uh, on his own. And uh, given that he did that, I decided to bring in another one of the fam, literally and figuratively. Demond Spruill sat sat down with me uh, live, and we uh, talked over the Bears, as me and Ryan typically do. Uh, Just gave our opinions on certain things uh, that are going wrong right now with the team and, you know, what we expect to see on Sunday and everything. So those will be two separate segments that uh, we'll go from one to the other with a nice little transition in the middle like I like to do. And we'll start off with me and D riding, uh, you know, riding out like Butch and Sundays. That's how we do it here on War, on Anchor, and the Bear Necessities podcast. Take a listen. All right, what's up, good people? This is Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com, and I'm here with a special guest joining me for the uh, this section of the Bear Necessities. Uh, I got my got my man, my big cuzzo, one half of the Dean Davis show, the mind Sproul himself joining us for the first time on on this particular podcast. What's up, cuz? What's going on, cuzzo? We we just got out of the uh the joker movie we did yeah. the early screening and uh it's pretty wild you'll you'll hear some stuff from us on that i guess yeah but check out these ig the was the mons one yeah the mons one d-e-m-o-n-z-e one yeah so we just we just we sort of uh just reflected off of that but we we're gonna talk about some bears right now we already talked about joker and everything but we're gonna talk about the bears right quick and um like uh, like I said in the intro, later you'll hear from Ryan, who's uh up in Canada somewhere. Hopefully he's not getting Montreal. Yeah, hopefully he's not getting harassed by the Mounties or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, real quick. I had a coworker actually went to Montreal recently. He came back. He said, "Yeah, man, it's like a French Philadelphia." And I was talking <laughs> okay. to Ryan when he was over because Ryan's also the producer of the Dean Davis show. And I said it to him. He's like, you know what? That sounds about right. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, man. Montreal is kind of a weird place, man. He said, I could definitely see that. So I want, be careful out there, Ryan. What makes it like Philadelphia? He said it's kind of. He said it kind of like it kind of hardcore. Like you know what I'm saying? It kind of okay. like you know like what I'm saying? Kind of rough around. Yeah, the you know, rough around the edges, edges. But they want like they want to succeed, succeed from uh, Canada. They just want to be their own oh, country. Yeah, yeah. They just want to speak French. And if you don't speak French, it's like what the hell is wrong with you? It's kind of like I don't know. He said oh, okay. they're a different breed of yeah, Canadian. Insular. That, yeah, that word, yeah, yeah, different breed of Canadian. Yeah. Mm, okay. So yeah. be careful up there. Montreal. 
one one day they come out with it's always sunny in Montreal. <laughs> I don't know. I I think they should. I was talking about they might bring an, another baseball team up there. I don't know. They should, man. It's a, it's a oh yeah, you know city. they were talking about they were gonna bring uh, the, like before the before this baseball season. I think they were talking about they would like do a half and half thing. I think with Tampa Bay. Oh really? I think yeah. I think look yeah. I think hmm. I remember saying. They was at, it was either Tampa Bay or Miami, one of those Florida teams. Okay, okay. But I don't, they probably ain't gonna end up doing it. No, but, no. But um, yeah, my they, that's a place I like. There's a lot of places I like to visit. I probably yeah, I probably put Montreal. On Mont- I want to go to Montreal, definitely uh, Vancouver. Those are yeah, my two yeah. two next spots I want to go to when I hit yeah. Canada. But just overall, I want to hit those two spots. Well, you are because you already been to the. I've been to Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, we went, went there for our honeymoon. Our original honeymoon was going to be get the car, drive to uh, Montreal, uh, Toronto, Montreal. Hit up Nova Scotia and come back around, and then we started looking at the map like, "Oh, that's too much. That's too long of a drive." So yeah. we just went to Toronto and just came on back. And Toronto was an excellent city; loved it, like a carbon copy of Chicago. Beautiful, beautiful city. Yeah. What What about London? When you put London on? The oh map? yeah, London's on the map. Tokyo's on the map. Um, I definitely want to hit like Johannesburg. I want to hit over to Africa. I did my uh, ancestry DNA, cuzzo. Uh, we might want to hit up the Congo. I think <laughs> that's where we a little bit of us we we from. So it's a lot of places I still want to go, man. All right, all right. Well, the the Bears are visiting London, and they're, they're seeing the sights over there. Or, yes, or as, yes. Or as Khalil Mack says, the sights are seeing him. So, <laughs> and and this, you know, this week they're they're in the process now preparing to face the Oakland Raiders over there, and you know, uh, it, this is this has been a pretty good time we for the Bears right now. Look at the past week. Mm-hmm. You know, a week ago, a week a week ago from Monday, they were last place in their division. True. And over the course of six days, they leapfrogged two teams in the division, and now they're tied for first. Yeah. And they have a chance to, you know, a good chance to end up four and one, maybe even be first place with the overall record in the division if uh, Green Bay loses against Dallas this week. So, mm. you know. They could be looking up for the Bears, even though they are some issues. You know, right, right. We had the Roquan stuff, Smith stuff this week. The mystery of Roquan. Yeah, uh, you know, and of course, there's Trubisky. Always something around Trubisky, and he's not going to be playing uh, of as in in the near future, as, right. as it were, with the with the shoulder injury. So we're going to be relying on Chase and the defense once again. You know what? What type of game are do you are you expecting to see in in this Sunday game? And a lot of weird stuff can happen in these in, in these uh, England games. Yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully, yeah, thankfully, uh, it's going to be a nooner for us over here in the states, uh, Central Standard Time. Yeah. I think it's going to be a night game for them over in London. Um, you know what? I think it's going to be another one of those games to see how good of a coach uh, Matt Nagy is. Uh, I think he went in. Now he didn't go in because obviously I think Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky played like I think he ran like six plays and then he got hurt and then Chase Daniel came in and he was able to operate with that. Uh, but I think that was one of the best coach games for uh, Matt Nagy because he understood what he had and he was able to kind of utilize that strength. And that's also too the simple fact that he has a quarterback that understands and can run his system. Maybe not the best athlete, like you want to say, Mitch Trubisky, but he gets it from the neck up. And I think that I think that allows him to do a little bit more. And I think by having him, by, by Nagy being able to do a lot more, it seems as if, well, he was, he had a better game. If I mean, he's not on the field, but he was able to coach a better game. Uh, so I'm looking for the same thing. I think they're going to look at Oakland. I think Oakland is not a pushover team. A lot of people thought they were going to be this year. They're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, in the AFC West, um, I think I think he needs to kind of fill it out. As we know, he has his first fifteen plays. He always scraps kind of scripted out, and then after that, it's kind of like okay, let's see where it's going. I'm looking to see after those first fifteen plays where he goes. I want to see if he can kind of understand what's in front of him and able to have Chase Daniel uh, kind of lead lead the offense. The defense side of the ball, I have no issues with. I don't think nobody has any kind of problems with. I think a lot of people going into this Bears fans, just NFL fans, understand that the Bears defense probably, if not the best, or one of the best defenses um, in the season right now. But my thing is, what I'm looking for, how does Matt Nag- Nagy coach after the first 15 games with a guy who from the neck up can run his system but may not be the most athletic to kind of like improvise and do some other things. 
Yeah, the first fifteen plays. First fifteen, yes, yes but, I'm sorry, first fifteen plays. Yeah, and 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 that is, I agree with you there. That that is vital, and I think a lot of what we what we typically sort of see with the Bears, and what we particularly saw uh, against the Minnesota, mm-hmm. are keys to success. I think you're talking about scoring early, playing yes. with playing with a lead, yes, and letting the defense do a lot of the work as far as keeping keeping the other team's offense off the field, keeping themselves off the field mm-hmm. for longer periods of time. And yeah, you know, having Daniel go out running the offense as a manager, as a per, as an extension of Nagy, mm-hmm. someone who know like you say, knows the offense mm-hmm. and isn't gonna do too many risky things out there, who's gonna make uh quick short throws when needed and right. then, you know, draw the defense in and, you know, make deep like deeper throws when needed. Hopefully he can hope yeah, a couple though. A right. couple at least, you know. Try to keep the defense honest. But it right, keep them honest. But it yeah, it's really nothing too fancy there. I think the same things that we know they can do, you know, just keep doing those things and and I think that'll lead to another victory. Now I will say this on the flip side of it, because I, I like to give the positive and the negative. I wanna see how I wanna see if Nagy at least try to establish the run with David Montgomery. Because so yeah. far, David Montgomery hasn't been that breakout star that a lot of Bears fans thought he was going to be. Now, the offensive line hasn't been playing the best, but I want to see now if he's able to kind of establish that because since Chase isn't the best athlete, he's not going to run away, run away from anybody. He's a smaller statue of, uh, smaller in size when it comes to Mitchell Trubisky, at least compared to the two, you know? So let's try to see if they establish the run because it was really, it was good to see the one touchdown they did score, they was able to get some juice going to Tariq, uh, Tariq Cohen. Yeah. So that kind of like, okay, all right, so now we got to worry about Tariq and they kind of opened up everything else. So I want to see if he's able to establish the the, uh, the, the ground game with, the, uh, uh, with uh, David Montgomery. Also too, the one thing that really stood out to me with the win over the Vikings is the simple fact of the ball control that they was able to establish, the Bears yeah. able to establish. That's what kept the defense so fresh. And that was what the besides the fact that Kirk Cousins uh, sucks. But <laughs> but but that allowed the defense to really go off. It's like as soon as they had a I, I don't it might have been a field goal. It was some I can't I can't remember them play by play. But as soon as the defense got out there, Khalil Mack got a strip sack. Yeah. I mean, they was on the bench. That's, that's what I was saying. The defense yeah. kept themselves off the field. Exactly. And they kept And they kept uh, the Minnesota off, the offense from control of the ball. I think the Bears mm-hmm. had about an 11-minute advantage. Drive or something. Yeah, yeah. But it, uh, overall, no, I overall, think 11-minute right. advantage with a time of possession. Exactly, so exactly. That's the type of thing you want to see them do. You want to see all the phases of the team help each other out. The special teams helped helped out the Bears. A uh, great kicking by uh, by the uh, punter uh, McDonald. McDonald, McDonald right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they kept, yeah, they kept uh, Minnesota at bad field position throughout. The very game. bad field position, yeah. so the so the special team was able to step up. He had the defense was able to go out there, get those takeaways, get that pressure on Kirk Cousins. Uh, able to work with that, also too, shut down Delvin Cook. I mean, had nothing. So yeah, you going, yeah. So if you think it can shut him down. Theoretically, you look at the Raiders' uh, running backs. It's like, okay, they're good, but they ain't that good. They should really be able to set them down. Jacobs has had a nice he has, start. He has. Uh, Alabama got goat roll tied. Yeah, Ken. It, there you go. Um, <laughs> he's, but, yeah, he's, had, he's had a good start to the season. He had a good start to the season. But just like I said, theoretically, if they was able to shut Cook down, hopefully they'd be able to do the sure. same thing. It was, a, it was the top running attack going into the game. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to see if the defense is able to bring that, bring that too because – I know a lot of people thinking, a lot of you hear a lot of people like, man, you know what? Bump Trubisky. Just put Daniel out there. He can go ahead and run it. Say, like, wait a minute, hold on now, y'all. They got the <laughs> they got the one touchdown, man. Everything after that was field goals. They were not be able to exactly. they, they wasn't able That's, to get that touchdowns. That second half was not like the first one. And it wasn't at no. all. It wasn't at all. So I want everybody to make sure, I mean, to, to pay attention. That second half is basically what you're going to get if Chase Daniel is your quarterback. And that's going to probably lead to your defense having to be 1985 level. And you don't want that in the NFL. I've been saying this, Cal, and I want you to see if you agree with me. We have been saying this a lot on the Dean Davis show. I can see this offense averaging, even with Trubisky, same thing with Daniel, 17 to 20 points. I think in this NFL, you can't win like that. Because well, I remember, I remember much, you saying that on Twitter. Yeah, too, yeah. You, you're putting too much pressure 
on the defense, and you don't want that to. I don't. I don't want that to break. I know you have the kind of bend and break mentality. Yeah. I don't want that to break. Well, so, you, what do you think about that? I. I mean, I agree that that could be the range that you that you get that maxing out as mm-hmm. far as the offense goes. Mm-hmm. But I think you do. You can, in in some ways, expect in some ways at least around a touchdown that's affected by the defense. Okay. Whether you're talking about. Okay. Either running the running the ball back, or you know the way that you can uh, affect uh, you know defensive special teams affected field position and mm-hmm. maybe getting a field a field goal manufacturing a field goal or two extra than than you would have normally. Right. But and 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 the defense, like I said, the defense is a lot as averaging. They're not giving up two touchdowns a game. No, they're not. They're not. And and I think you, know, you can't expect that over the entire course of the season. Right. But. I would say there's maybe only like what four or five offenses that I think you can could put up really put up points on that defense. I I would I would think you you could see more than that because mm-hmm. I mean because you look already they played Green Bay. Green Bay is the one yeah. of the top quarterbacks in the league. They they bumped them off. Yeah. Minnesota they don't have a great quarterback but they have weapons. Yeah, and they 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 shut them down. Yeah, uh, you know I think I like I said, I'm confident in the Bears. To maintain something, maintain competitive edge in regards to that. But like, but you are right in in that, you know, you can't. With, whether it's Trubisky or Daniel, the the Bears have to find some way to manufacture more points. Yeah. And whether you're doing it, you know, leading with the run or you're you're doing something better with the play calling. I, like I said I'm I'm willing to put more pressure on Nagy in, in, in that regard because yeah. I just don't think that. He really has tuned himself and what he wants to do. Well, like we talk about how well he's connected to Daniel. Well, yeah, he's coached Daniel for a long time. Yeah, and Daniel's actually played a lot of games in the preseason too. Yeah, but he has. <laughs> but this is only like his fourth or fifth start overall in his career. In his career, he's so been, I mean, league for so it's, years it's not like, like he's some latent yeah. prodigy, you yeah. know. Yeah, Mitch is the guy who they who they you know unfortunately better or worse they put. They they put the chips on with him as far as the near future. Right. So at, at some point you gotta you gotta sit back and let him, you know, either live or die. You gotta live or die with him at some point. But but my whole thing with that is, man, you might have this defense to be this level for this season and possibly next season, and yeah. that's with now without injuries, and also without injuries, and also guys gonna start cutting up on contracts, and they were like, yo, where my money at? Yeah. So you going you gonna naturally probably lose some people. Like you might lose Danny Trevathan after this season. You never know what's gonna happen in a football season from season to season. Sure. And if your quarterback, if you under, if you if you figure out that your quarterback is your weakest link, man, I, I will feel bad for those guys. Overall, even the court, I mean, for the team overall and the city and the fans. I'll feel I'll feel bad if that's the one thing that's holding that's holding them back. And that, but that would and that would be a thing where you could look back at P- what Pace decided to do a couple years ago in that draft and be like, okay, that was in hindsight that was it was not only a, a questionable move, it was the wrong move. Right. But at this point, we just like I said we just gotta live with what what we got. And and like like when we look at last year. I don't think you could say that Trubisky was the weak link. The weak link was the special teams. And yes, the special team was terrible. But they, you know, they've upgraded yes. that. Yeah. So, so now we can look at Trubisky squarely and say, okay, are you, you know, is you ready or not? Is it is are you up to this or not? Uh, but you know, if it's if it comes to injury, I think it's a little more cloudy. Like the only thing that the the most questionable thing has been the fact that he hasn't stayed on the field. Yes, and if if very good point, but if if that's the case, it's a little bit more questionable than his actual play. Mm. He hasn't he hasn't put up the numbers of a Watson or or you know uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. But Mahomes is an outlier. Yeah, nobody, he, he's nobody a, saw that he's coming. Free, right, and the, and the and that's what that's another thing too. The Bears wouldn't have picked him in the top ten no, in that year. No. They could have picked Watson. They should have, but they and should have yeah. But they wouldn't have picked Mahomes. Yeah. So all this comparing with Mahomes, I don't even really get. Yeah, that. yeah, you can't compare. With, you but no, that's a side thing. But yeah. like I said, with Trubisky, his play I don't think has been bad enough to warrant him as a bust. I just don't think it has. Been. You haven't seen it's, enough. You saying? Yeah, we haven't seen enough, and he hasn't stayed on the on the field. But that that could be 
you know, attributable to other things with him where, you know, risk taking and stuff, him doing things that are, you know, not as smart as the typical tw- as as you would want in a quarterback at this level. But, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, we could go on about yeah. that. But Yeah, I just don't want I just don't want the same thing to happen in the playoffs. Uh, hopefully this year happened last year. Yeah, it was a low scoring game. The defense had to be a perfect and they gave up like one or two extra plays. Yeah. And Trubisky was able to ride them down. And yes, it did come yeah, off did. the double doink. And that's very, very true. But I don't want the defense because they are the cream. They, they, they're the, they're are they're the favorite child in all the three of the kids when it comes to offense, defense, and, and special teams. The defense is a is a special child. They're they're the most fa- they're the favorite child in, all, yeah. in the other's family. And, and I don't want them to be put in that situation where they have to be perfect to have them keep going on. That's my only thing. And it would be a shame that if we look back at, at this defense and statistically they measure up to among the best that's ever played. Yeah. They're, and, they're, and, they're and, flirting and, with it already. And there's nothing that comes of it. Because, yeah. you know, as as tough as it was to lose that Super Bowl to Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and the Colts, yeah, 06. they at least made it. And that was, a, that was a defense that was worthy of the Super Bowl and they made it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would be nice to see this yeah. defense as currently constructed be a part of a Super Bowl team, you know, at least a, a, a team that gets a berth. You know, so I agree with you on that one. Yeah, but uh, we got a lot more to talk about. You know, uh, the, oh, oh, the, the win. Who you think gonna win the game? We gonna wait. To, gonna say that for later. What? No, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I got a little more I'll talk about okay. later. But okay. no, but I'll, I'll I'll be glad. I'll gladly say the Bears. I think the Bears are gonna win. Give me a score. And uh, well, you know, I, I do my little spread thing too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I think uh, I'll look at the spread later and I'll I'll I'll, I'll give that up. But I think. I think they'll. I think they'll go over the spread, and I think it's at four and a half points right now. So I think uh, mm. I'll say maybe. I think I think we'll see a little bit more from the offense. So I'll okay. I'll, I'll go with a twenty-seven seventeen score. Ooh, we were close. Cousins really close right here. I said twenty. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking twenty-four seventeen. Twenty-four seventy. Okay. All right. Okay, Seven. Cool. You, know, you got to win it by a touchdown. Yeah, I got to win my touchdown. Yeah, yeah I, I just yeah, I, like uh, go back to the Raiders. I think they're just not ready. I think for this type of trip to face a team, you know, a defense. And, and this one thing too, before we go, like, who do you think is going to be more, you know, because Max says he's he's going to be really up for this game. Oh, but I, I think that the Raiders are going to be up for this game too emotionally. Who do you think mm. may show more? Um, I, you know what, honestly, and this might shock you, I think the Raiders, because you know why? Because like I said, I think they went into this season, and I think a lot of people looked them as a, looked at them as a joke. Yeah. Not saying that they're going to be like 500 team, not saying they're going to make the playoff by no stretch of imagination, but I do think they are playing a little bit better, and I think they Gruden, are. And I think Gruden is coaching them up. Now, I don't know if Gruden is, I don't know if he can be able to coach them up until in, in this era of football that we're in right now. But I think they are playing a lot harder as a whole. I think Mac is going in like you, MF is trading me. <laughs> I'm coming at you. The thing is, that's him, and of course his defense and this guy is going to be playing for him. But it's not the same as a collective whole of a team as the Raiders coming in thinking like, okay, yeah, we're going against the best defense in the league. People think we're a joke. We're two and two. People probably think we're going to be zero and four. We're going to come in and we're going to play hard now. Them playing hard, do I think they're probably still going? It's still going to be enough, I, I, based on my score, my prediction. No, yeah, not enough but, to win. Not enough to win. But I do think they're going to be playing very hard over there, uh, and I think the game is going to be a lot. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be interesting, a lot tighter than I think some people are probably predicting. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. And when you look at Gruden, you know, you talk about how people looked at this team coming into this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a year plus where the whole league has essentially been laughing at them for this yeah, trade. Yeah, So it's like, I yep. think as a whole organization, they should be like all hands on deck. From man. A.B. to Burford now being kicked out for the entire season. Yeah, that's a, that could be a, a rallying thing, too. We, yeah. We've seen Carr talk about them this mm-hmm. week and like saying how they think it's unfair, that they're wrong. But, you know, they... Very wrong. <laughs> but we, we know the Raiders have gone a long way with feeling uh you know alienated by the league in past years that's sort They're of on the road for like seven weeks in a row or something crazy like that yeah 
Yeah. That that's sort of they like mad at everybody. But that, that's sort of like the Raiders, that's sort of their lineage, like going back to Al uh-huh. Davis. Like uh-huh. they always feel like they disrespected. The, yeah, redheaded stepchild yeah. of the league type yeah. deal. You know what? You know, hopefully they don't take that out on the Bears. <laughs> But you know, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think they're gonna be motivated and be willing to play uh, Sunday. But you know, I think the Bears are gonna are, are gonna be just as motivated, and they have the they have the talent advantage, and they should win this, and you know, they they should want to win this to keep themselves up uh, up in pace with the the leaders in the North and the NFC. Period. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's yeah, we gonna leave it at that. And it's getting pretty late out here. We uh. Uh, like I said, just coming out of this movie, man. But uh, you know, we we enjoyed ourselves tonight, me and Cuz, as uh, hang, you know, hanging out. It's been a while since we hung out. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh been good, but uh, great to have you on. No uh, with Ben Necessities, I know I got to get back on Dean Davis. Yeah, so, man. And uh, you know, but definitely listen to all all of what we got going here. Uh, we are Riga Radio. War on Anchor, Dean Davis, Dean Davis on SoundCloud, yeah. Dean Davis everywhere, man. Everywhere, man. So, uh, you know, it's a family affair. We everywhere together. Yeah, keep up with us, man, or you'll get left in the dust, man. So that's that's all I gotta say. But uh, yeah, that's uh that's our report. You no, know, me and me and uh, D here. But uh, coming up now, we're gonna I'm gonna throw you out to Ryan. Uh, you know, like I said, back up in up in Montreal, seeing the sights, but he's still putting in work. Uh, like uh, the hardworking man he is, he's gonna give us his spotlight uh, review and everything, and all all his analysis about this week. So uh, uh, stay t- stay tuned, and uh, and we'll be back right after this. There you go. Check. There you go. Check it. There it goes. What's up, Bears fans? This is Ryan Bukovetsky talking to you per usual for our Bears Necessities, a part of We Are Rico Radio. You can catch all my stuff on there regarding the Bears and the NFL. And uh, we'll certainly have our fourth and goal preview for this game as well and then uh we'll definitely be talking about d and davis where i am the executive producer so make sure you check us out all of our stuff is of course on soundcloud anchor itunes all the uh normal places where you get your podcasts so let's get started talking about uh the bears and their trip to london So let's get into some of the keys to this game. And, uh, you know, obviously a big game for the Bears, a chance to go 4-1 and going into the bye week and a good time for the bye week with drama around uh, injuries and some personal issues like with Roquan Smith. So a good chance for the team, if they can get a victory against the Raiders, to just kind of move on and get forward with their season and be in a really good spot because currently they're at the top of the NFC North tied with the uh, Packers. And uh, even though the Packers have a slight edge with the tie break, a uh, really good spot to be in. And you just want to keep maintaining that spot and being at the top so that when you get later on in the year, you can really put the pedal to the metal and go ahead and outright win this division. But talking about Oakland and uh, the Raiders, the big thing with them is offensively, that's where their talent mostly lies, and that's where they've been most effective overall as a team. They've really struggled on defense, and clearly they're still rebuilding, and honestly, just still trying to recover from the Khalil Mack trade uh, last year, and for the Bears, Khalil Mack and that defense are clearly the strength of this football team, and uh, they have an offense that has some explosiveness and some capability, just haven't quite shown a ton of that this year. Maybe against Uh, another porous defense because they've played a lot of good defenses for the majority of this early part of the season. Perhaps going up against uh, the Raiders will give them a little bit more of an advantage and a little bit more of an edge going forward. But uh, looking at this game, obviously the big thing is the Bears defense versus the Raiders offense. Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Raiders, has been very solid and efficient, but he's mostly kept it in the short, quick passing game. And we know that certainly 
if you go no huddle and go with the quick passes against the Bears defense, that seems to be the most effective way to beat them. If you're going to be the type of team that tries to either A, run the ball and dominate them through that, or B, try to beat them with downfield throws, uh, good luck with that defensive line and that defensive front. The best chance you have at beating this Bears team is by getting the ball out of your quarterback's hand quickly and letting him throw it to receivers and let them break a tackle and get out in space and try to make a play downfield because if you're going to try to throw it and air it out you're really asking for trouble with ball hawking safeties you can expect the bears to definitely be prepared for this short passing game of the raiders that's really been their most effective way of running offense uh darren waller their tight end has been uh, a surprise get for them he's really been an effective receiver at that tight end position and uh they have a decent enough offensive line josh jacobs the rookie has been uh solid here and there and really showing uh the type of reasoning why he was uh, considered such a dynamic back coming into this draft. So uh, definitely some weapons that the Bears will have to deal with, but nothing that they can't handle. Clearly that defense is, to me at least, going to be favored over that Raiders offense. The question then becomes on the other side uh, with the offense. And certainly a big key to this game is how many points Chase Daniel can put on the board running the Bears offense since he will likely be the starter. Not official quite yet, but more than likely will play uh, for Tr Mitchell Trubisky, who is nursing a separated shoulder by all accounts. Uh, definitely for the Bears offense, like I said, getting points is the key. That's a big goal for this week. Last week when Chase Daniel came into the game, he did a very solid job of running the offense and making it sort of not skip without a beat kind of thing. But the issue was they still only put up 16 points and they even got a couple takeaways from their defense with some short fields and couldn't get touchdowns. And that's really the big thing. You have to be able to score and get into the 20s, especially with this defense. Now 16 might be enough to win and it might be enough to win this week too, but uh, you would certainly prefer for the Bears to start getting into the point of uh, their offense where getting 220 and maybe within that 20 to 25 point range becomes somewhat of a standard uh, type of output. So that's going to be a big key, getting points on the, on the board and how do you get points on the board uh, from your offense? Well, that kind of leads to the third big key is finding a way to get some big chunk plays because certainly Chase Daniel with his comfortability in this scheme and in this offense with Matt Nagy as the play caller, he's going to have uh, plenty of opportunity to make some plays and keep some drives alive. And, and I would think that they're going to be able to mount a few of those long drives, 10, 11 plays. 80 yards for a touchdown but it's hard to do that multiple times you really need some chunk plays so that you can get into the other side of the field on the team uh, the opposing team's half and then you can put even more pressure with a various types of play calling that you can do and so I, I want to see the Bears get into a point in this game where they have maybe a few deep shots a quarter and hit on at least a couple of them to allow themselves to have more of a chance to get a touchdown on a drive rather than always have to do it with 11, 12, 13, 14 plays and go the length of the field because that is extremely difficult to do. And especially if the defense does give them a short field, you have got to find a way to put touchdowns on the board. And again, if you, let's say, start on the team's opposing 30-yard line, what's the easiest way to score a touchdown? Get a big chunk play get into the red zone right away, put pressure, get that defense back on their heels and try to take advantage of that momentum shift, which is very common in NFL games. The uh, other part, really, and a lot of the keys are gonna be on the offensive side of the ball because certainly this defense Getting back Roquan Smith, who should be healthy this uh, or should be back in action this week after some personal issues last week. Even though we don't fully know what the circumstances are, we know that the team as well as Roquan are ready to move on and move forward and not even think about it. So we'll see him and his presence out there, which should greatly help this defense, especially with the confidence that they have from doing such a great performance with so many starters out. And perhaps Akeem Hicks, uh, maybe uh, they can get him back into the fold as well and then get back to basically being that uh, healthy defense. But just alone getting Roquan should help a ton in this game, especially with Josh Jacobs, a big time receiving threat out of the backfield. Uh, especially in this Raiders offense. So really going to be interesting to see how the defense holds, and you would think that they would be stronger than they were last week, and they're playing against a 
I would say a uh, lower quality opponent, even though that offense has been somewhat explosive, but sort of similar to the Vikings, where I think that they kind of play into the Bears' hands, and most offenses do. That's why, for me, most of the keys are on the offensive side, getting those chunk plays downfield like we talked about. And another thing is getting that run blocking figured out because this is another defense in the Raiders that has struggled this year. And when the Bears played Washington, they looked a lot better offensively, but they still couldn't get that run game going. The run blocking just still wasn't where it needed to be. And so I'm hoping that this week we will see that out of the run blocking where they really hammer out some details or make some kind of adjustments so that this run blocking can take off. Uh, Certainly Kyle Long didn't play last week. That's a big part of this offensive line and their success. He's dealing with a hip injury. Who knows if he'll be able to play uh, in London on Sunday. Hopefully he'll be able to because uh, they definitely would need him. But if he can't go out there, maybe Ted Larson will start. Interesting to see with his injury status. There is a chance that Rashad Coward, the right tackle, backup right tackle, I should say, might get the chance to start at right guard. We'll have to see how that sort of unfolds. But I would think you'll probably have a pretty – a pretty much intact offensive line with a lot of continuity on it. So they, even without that one starter, let's say, in Kyle Long, they have got to figure out a way, especially with James Daniels at center and Cody Whitehair at left guard, to get more of that inside running going. And uh, whatever the adjustments that they need to make, they've got to figure it out because they have got to find a way to get that, uh, that offensive run game going. So far, it's been pretty pedestrian. And especially, too, how we just talked about with Chase Daniel getting some chunk plays downfield. That's not his strength to push the ball downfield. Even if he knows a little bit better than Mitchell Trubisky where to go with the football, that doesn't mean that he's going to be able to have the arm strength to, A, get it downfield in time, and, B, be able to put his receiver in a a good spot to get the football because even though he hit on a couple long passes last week, uh, that one throw to Javon Wims, if we're being fair, if Mitchell Trubisky was the quarterback, probably would have been gotten some criticism for not leading the receiver, and that might have been a touchdown. I wouldn't be that like in that sense. I don't think you should grade a quarterback on not making perfect throws every time, but that is something to watch out for because Mitch, or I'm sorry, Chase definitely, and see, there I go, I confused the two, which should tell you something, uh, but Chase definitely missed some open receivers, even in the short passing game on those outplays, so that's, that's something to watch overall because I don't think you're going to get a huge boost out of the quarterback play with Chase Daniel. It would be great if you could add in a really terrific run game behind him and give him that help and maybe make it easier to get some chunk plays downfield with some play action or just the fact that these safeties might be a little bit more crouched up just already trying to take away any of the short passing game and any of the run game. But certainly if that run game gets going, those safeties aren't going to be thinking about anything going past them, behind them, really, over the top. So uh, hopefully this run game can get going with the run blocking but then also it's the running backs as well and that's why under the spotlight this week for me is rookie running back David Montgomery I think David Montgomery has had a pretty solid start to his NFL career he's definitely shown that he belongs with his elusiveness and his vision and even though he doesn't have that speed that top end speed that you would like he has enough quickness and especially ability as a receiver where he's going to be a third a three down back in his career The only issue right now, though, is I think that he's still learning the position and still getting used to the NFL game because back when he played at Iowa State, he was going up against Big 12 defenses that are traditionally known as walkthroughs and easy uh, for teams to get a lot of yards and a lot of points. It's not the same game in the NFL, obviously. You're going to have a lot of tough and stingy defenses, and even the worst defenses are going to make you work a little bit unless they're just completely putrid. That's not the case this week with the Oakland Raiders. David Montgomery, he's still learning the position, still trying to get better at it. Hopefully every week he's making the the steps that we don't see where he's hitting the right holes and hitting them right when the coaching staff wants him to hit it. Because I think part of it is he's doing a lot of creativity and freelance. He's not doing a ton of the schematic running, and they need to find a good balance of that. So a big thing this week is for David Montgomery to get going because he's going to have a ton of carries, I would think, in this game. But can he get some big chunk plays? Can he really move this offense with his legs because if they can really establish that run game I can't tell you how much benefit that would help the offense and this defense so it's really really important that they get that going 
uh, beyond that, uh, definitely seeing the injury report. Those are big keys. Does Akeem Hicks play? How is Eddie Pinero and his knee going as uh, the kicker in this one? Uh, he's been kicking fine, even with that pinched nerve. Hopefully every week it gets a little bit better and a little bit better. Supposedly last week it was not much difference from the previous one. We'll have to monitor that and see if that plays a factor in the game. Special teams in general, I think, has really started to step up. Maybe not necessarily in the return game, but their coverage units have been great. Pat O'Donnell has been terrific at, at punting that thing downfield and has really factored in with their game management on offense and field position with defense and special teams. So he's doing a tremendous job. And if the Bears can force a few takeaways, which they're going to have their opportunities, they're going to have some chances at some strip sacks, they're going to have some chances at some interceptions because Derek Carr is definitely a quarterback that, you know, some games he'll definitely go without an interception, but he's not the type like Aaron Rodgers where it's make sure you take care of that thing 100%. He will take some chances, and the Bears will have some opportunities to get their hands on the ball that he throws. But overall, as long as they can just play their style of defense, improve a little bit on the run game, make enough plays in the pass game, this should be a pretty simple victory as long as the Bears make sure they show up mentally as well because that's the big thing with these London trips. You're kind of thrown out of your schedule a little bit. The Raiders have been there, I believe, since Sunday or Monday uh, to get used to the uh, the transition and, and being in this new environment. For the Bears, they did it slightly different. They left Thursday night, wanted to keep the week as same as possible through Thursday, travel over there to once again get acclimated to the time zone change and be ready for the night game on Sunday, even though it'll be noontime here. But, uh, yeah, that really does it for Bears' necessity this week. Uh, once again, this is a game that the Bears should have. We should be talking about a 4-1 team going into their bye week, which would be terrific. Uh, strange things can happen, though, in London. Strange upsets happen there all the time, and it's almost like a Thursday night game where you know those games are so hard to predict, always unpredictable, no matter who the opponents are because of so much variable with how beat up is the team and being on a, a weird schedule, being in a different environment than the traditional Sunday or maybe even Monday night going to be interesting to see how the Bears handle that. If they are able to, then they should have the talent on defense to shut down that offense. And certainly they would have enough offensively, I would think, to get enough points against this Raiders defense because it has not been particularly great. They do go through sp uh, sprees of playing pretty solid, though. As long as the Bears can continue to chip away and not make mistakes that hurt them where they have to play out of their game plan, if they take care of that football and they do what uh, their game plan is suggesting, eventually they should be able to break through against this Raiders defense because they have not uh, put together really a four-quarter performance all year long defensively. Uh, going to be a fun game. Obviously, the storyline with Khalil Mack going up against John Gruden. Uh, John Gruden, of course, I'm sure is spending a lot of time figuring out how to block Khalil Mack and not let him off. But uh, Khalil Mack has talked about how big of a game this is for him. He's looking forward to it, really wants to show that Raiders franchise what a mistake they made in not paying him that money and instead opting to trade him over to the Bears. If he goes off, man, uh, the Bears are going to be in good hands. And it, it looks like uh, I would bet that he's going to get off versus being stopped. Because when that man puts it to his mind to do something, uh, very likely and very usually he finds a way to get it done. Uh, but it'll be fun to see uh, the night lights in London uh, here when it's bright and sunny or maybe gloomy in Chicago at noon. But enjoy this game. Uh, definitely check out everything that we're doing on We Are Regal Radio and the Dean Davis Show. I'm going to have a recap of this Bears game for sure. You can also check out last week's episode with a bit of a preview of this game against the Raiders. And uh, of course, when Kyle and I do our All 32, we'll go over all the action from the week, which should be uh, like it was last week. Very satisfying with a lot of good meat on that bone to talk about because it's always great to talk NFL. And uh, certainly they give us plenty of storylines to follow. Other than that, Bear Down Bears fans, enjoy everything. Make sure you check uh, We Are Regal Radio out, like I said, Dean Davis, and uh, get caught up on all that you need for Chicago Bears, Chicago sports, or sports in general. All right, my man Ryan right there. Giving you all the all the lowdown on his take for the Bears and the Raiders. 
Hope you enjoy yourself, man. And uh, hope y'all enjoying the show. Not too much more to go here. You know, you've already heard from me and D. You've heard from Ryan. So uh, you guys should be, you know, well on your way to, uh, you know, being prepared for this week and this weekend in football. But, uh, you know, as always, I got to I gotta give my little take on the spread. You know, going, uh, going into this game, you know, I like to make sure that you Bears fans are doing well by yourselves when it comes to betting on the Bears. And last week, you know, I told you, go with the go uh, go with the Bears. They uh, came into that game to uh, you know giving two and a half points, uh, which meant that they were you know the betting line had them winning. You know, if you wanted to bet with the Bears, you they had they had to win by at least three points. And you know what did they do? They won by ten. So if you bet, you know you bet the way I told you, you was getting money. This week, the Bears uh, again are the favorites, and uh, as we read, as you read it, the Raiders, as the uh, prohibitive home team in this London game, they're actually getting four and a half points. So uh, you know, that's usually how you read the lines is by the home team, how they, you know, whether you're talking about if a team is giving points or getting points. You know, it's by the home team. Uh, That's how they measure it up. So, as the, like I said, as the Raiders are the home team in this game. So, we have them giving four and a half points, which means that, you know, the Bear, that the Raiders could lose by, you know, four, as much as four points, four, you know, much as four points, and still you would win with a bet with them. Uh, a, you know, what I say to do that? No. I say let it ride with the Bears again. I think the Bears will win by at least five. Of You know, if you listen to you know, me talk with D earlier, I said it'll be a 10-point win. You know, that may be a little bit on the nose, given that they won by 10 last week. But, uh, you know, I said 20, I think I said 27-17. I'll stick with, I'll stick with that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely think, whether it's ten points or or not, I think it'll definitely be at least uh, five points, and uh, you know, so uh, you know, I'm not knowing, you know, I'm not too up on the motivations for the spread on this one. I guess, you know, maybe the the betting the betters uh, people out there in Vegas are playing it close, given that this is a a unique game and both teams may be a little bit disoriented or you know, not up to speed as well as they would be if this game were in Chicago or in Oakland. But, uh, you know, and, you know, as me and D said too, we we do think this could have the potential to be a close game. But I think uh, Oakland, the only time they've been at home this year was on week one. And uh, they were actually a favorite, a two and a – Two and a half point favorite in that game against the Broncos, and they uh, you know, they actually covered the spread there. They won by eight. So, you know, if if you if you want to take a risk with the with the the Raiders, you know, I, I that might not be a bad way to go. I wouldn't recommend it fully, but you know, let it ride if you if you uh got that feeling. You know, but I think if you're a true Bears fan, I think you would go with the team on this one, and uh, they shouldn't let you down. And uh, one more thing, I, I usually give out a lock elsewhere in, in the league. And looking at the games here, I think the game that sticks out to me, let's go – with a game, let's go with the Ravens and the Steelers. Steelers are getting three and a half points at home. You know, I think the Ravens, they may be going through some changes, not necessarily personnel changes, but changes in the way that they do things. This may be another tough game for them, uh, you know, coming off the loss to, to Cleveland. This, I, you know, this may be another tough game for them in division where, you know, you know that rivalry is, is very intense 
no matter who's playing for the Ravens and Steelers. And the Steelers, I think, got a lot of encouragement with their win over uh, Cincinnati on Monday night. Decisive win. You know, the offense looked a little better under Mason Rudolph. I think they just established the run some more. And, uh, you know, they can, you know, keep and keep things in control, keep – you know, Rudolph keeps that ball on their side. No, no turnovers like he did against Cincinnati. I think their defense will uh, have a lot to say against the Ravens. And uh, you know, even you know Jackson has been great, but you know he's, he's been up and down more in the last couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, I would say, you know, I picking. I'm I'm actually picking Baltimore outright to win, but. Uh, you know, if they win by three, you know, you, you, you're you still winning with the Steelers there. That that 3.5 is key. Like, if it was 2.5, I might have to go with, uh, you know, with the Ravens if, it was, if that was the spread there. But 3.5, that's a nice little slot right there for a three-point win for Baltimore, and which would still get you money if you bet with the Steelers. So, uh, yeah, go with that one. That's my lock this week. All right. So uh yeah, hope y'all do well, whether you're betting or not. Fantasy or if you if you're in fantasy or pick 'em or however you uh choose to enhance your football fandom. You know, uh hope you enjoy your weekend watching the games. And uh, you know, I'll certainly try to do that myself. And uh yeah, as always, bear down and uh bear with us, bear necessities. We'll be back next week with more and uh, that good stuff for you. And also, don't forget about All 32 coming earlier in the week, about that uh, Tuesday, so we should say, you know, Tuesday range. I'll get, and uh, we'll give them, you know, that's us, me and Ryan, breaking down the entire week in football and the NFL, uh, you know, going over all, all the games and, uh, you know, pretty much ranking all the teams. By the by, division and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, definitely stick with us. A lot of great football talk week in, week out, from uh, Dean Davis to me and Ryan. You know, this is the place to be. We are Regal Radio, War on Anchor. All right, show us love, and we'll show it right back. All right, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, be positive out there. Keep building and bear down.